0: Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, and welcome. Welcome to another live stream. We do this every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. That's 9 Eastern for those who don't know where the mountains are. And I'm your friendly fishmonger, Dan from Dan's Fish. Glad to be here with you. Got some cool things to talk to you about tonight. The first thing, as always, is the shipment report. And I'm glad to report that as far as I know, we've had no losses since last time I talked to you. All the fish appear from customer reports to be arriving alive and in good shape so all is well there was a little bit of a scare last week if you'll remember um the plane had been grounded so all the fish i had taken to ups on wednesday to ship couldn't leave so they didn't get out until thursday and did not arrive until friday i'm happy to report though that there were still no losses everyone was okay And I'm not real surprised. Um, I used to ship USPS priority mail. And even though it says two days, it would often take three or four or sometimes even longer. So the packing methods I used to keep fish alive for that long are the same methods I still use now, even though we're in overnight shipping now. So um, one day delay wasn't too scary. It was more like an inconvenience for everybody, I think. But hopefully... Nobody had the instance where they took work off, especially to receive the fish and all that, and then the fish got delayed. I know when that happens, that's a huge pain. But the good news is, in the end, as far as I know, even all the delayed fish, uh, delayed fish made it in good shape. So that's the report since I saw you last week. Um, and I, I was relieved to hear that. I mean, even though I knew they would make it. Still, when, there, when something goes wrong, it's always nice when that's done and it's okay, right? So that's the shipping report. I'm also happy to report that the fish shipping Olympics are done. Done. Today was the last day. I'm caught up. It took until, what's today, the 20th, Have um, basically since January 4th until now doing nothing every day except for packing fish or prepping for packing uh, to catch up. But we're caught up now. So if you order now, your your orders will actually go out in a timely manner. Thanks to everyone who uh, was patient and uh, waited a while, some of you, to get your fish during the Fish Shipping Olympics. But Fish Shipping Olympics 2021 is now complete. And uh, we made it to the finish line. And I can't wait to sleep. <laughs> My, It might be a little weird tonight. I'm pretty tired. My brain ain't working as much as it usually does, and we all know that ain't too much. So, um, But the Olympics are done. I get to uh, not have that constant kind of stress on me now, so I'm happy about that. The other thing that's cool tonight is we have two giveaways. The first one is the giveaway that Dan's fish is doing, which is for some rainbow shiners. For those that don't know this fish, it's amazing. This is a fish native to the United States. uh, Chromosus, Notropis chromosis. Notropis is the genus. And they're so pretty. Even when they're just completely not colored up at all, they remind me of like a head and tail light Tetra without kind of the tail light, I guess. Um, but even when they're not colored up at all, they're pretty cool with the bright stripe and the uh, black stripe below it. But when they go to spawn and they look like this, all fired up, hot pink, man, it'll blow your mind. And the good news is that a lot of populations, even when they're not fired up, look like this. So this is a picture that my friend Stan Sung took of some that he had a few years ago. Um, the first time I ever saw this fish was in Stan's fish room or fish garage I suppose you'd say. Um, he had a bunch of large 125 gallon tanks um, that lined his garage and it was awesome because You got to see these fish in large tanks, swimming around. Everyone was fat and healthy. I just loved going there to visit. And so this is a picture that Stan took of some of the uh, rainbow shiners from his aquarium that I, I got to see in person, which was pretty cool. And they're not colored up here. This is the actual color. Now, not every location is this colorful. Not every location has this much blue on it. And if I remember correctly, I think it's only the males that have the blue. So I'm not sure which population um, the ones that I have to give away are and or for sale are. They come from a breeder in Indonesia. I know it's weird. It's like it's a native fish. And I had to buy it from Indonesia to get it, right? <laughs> Seems strange. So I don't know exactly what they'll look like when they're grown up, because right now they're not full grown. They're, I don't know, inch and a quarter or something like that. So they, But every one of them is really, really stunning, especially when they color up during the spawning season. Um, so anyway, I want to thank Stan for that picture. Um, he gave that picture to me along with several others a long time ago and told me I could use it whenever I want. So Stan, if you're watching or listening, or if this gets back to you, thanks. I appreciate it. And I miss you. I hope you're doing well. I miss all you guys. Okay. So the giveaway for those is the first one we're going to do. And if you want to enter that, enter hashtag rainbow, keeping it simple. I thought of like rainbow connection or like I don't know, I thought of all kinds of things, but but candy was in the back of my mind going, keep it simple, stupid, kiss. So rainbow, hashtag rainbow. So if you would like to win some rainbow shiners, uh, enter that in the chat and you'll automatically be entered to win. And uh, we'll draw that in a little bit. Well, we aren't gonna wait too long because we have several other giveaways that are going to be provided by Just One More Fish with Josh, who has a store on Get Gills, here's his store. And Josh has been kind of trying to find a better way to feed his shrimp. So he's come up with a fish food that he, a shrimp food that he makes himself. They're right here, they're called shrimp lollies. And he's gonna give away five different packs of those tonight. So a total of 50 shrimp lollies. We'll give away five packs of 10. So we'll give away the rainbow shiners fairly quickly. Then we'll change the hashtag Um, And folks that want to try the shrimp lollies, um, you can enter with the new hashtag and we'll scatter those throughout the evening. So those are the two giveaways that we have for tonight. I want to thank Josh from Just One More Fish for uh, generously providing that. And if you do win the shrimp lollies, um, this isn't required. It's against YouTube's policies to require me or to have me require you to do anything to win, really. I mean, you, you can enter for free, like hashtag rainbow, right? Just to get you in the running. Otherwise, how would we know you want them? But I can't require you to like, like or subscribe or do anything because once there's a requirement put on you, then there's value in that transaction and is considered a game of chance and gambling regulations are insane. So if I'm reading YouTube's rules right, I can't actually ask you to do anything. But if you do win the shrimp lollies, um, if you wouldn't mind, it's not a requirement because I can't require it. But if you wouldn't mind, after you use them, emailing Josh and sending him some feedback. Because one of the reasons I think that he wants to do this is he's been using them for a while, but he wants to get them out there and get some feedback to make sure other people like them, too because they're, they're on his store and he he's, wants to get them out there. So feedback for Josh would be excellent. Again, not required, but it would be appreciated. So with all that, I think we've covered giveaway one, giveaway two. All right. So let's go ahead and get to giveaway one. So let's reward everyone that's here early. We have 180 folks here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait until we hit... 200 viewers and as soon as we hit 200 i'll do giveaway number one um and after that then we'll do josh's and start scattering them through so mods if you could shout to me if i get too long and forget because i'm not used to having tons of giveaways in one live stream usually i just wait till towards the end to give them away so um if it's like he hasn't given one away in a while he's probably forgot let's let's do that because i I mean, let me know because I do want to scatter them, sprinkle them throughout the live stream instead of just doing a ton at the end. All right. So we're at 183 viewers right now. So 184. So 26 more viewers and we'll do the giveaway. All right. So with that, let's get to any questions or comments. I'm going to scroll to the top and start. Um, Start looking oh man, a bunch of them have already been cut off. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I do know, I, I saw some coming in earlier and I can't see them because chat doesn't let me scroll up to the very top, but I can see dragon layers. Hey, dragon layer. I hope you're doing well. Those that are blue out of breeding color are found near, um, Mon- Monroeville, Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, a strain from Cahaba which is super pretty that I've seen in person. Um, Do you know, Patrick, do the ones from um, Paint Rock River, are those sparkled blue as well? I can't remember. So when I first saw this fish in Stan Sung's tank, the Rainbow Shiners, he just got back from a collecting trip in Alabama and he brought back, he he got, um, what else did he have? Um, Northern... no, southern studfish, right? Or is it northern? Southern studfish, I think. No, it's the northern studfish, uh, Cataneatus, Fundulus Cataneatus, and some scarlet shiners, and some other stuff. And he was so nice. I, I was geeking out on them. He's like, oh, you like those? And he gave me some and let me take them home and work with them. And um, it was pretty cool. So I miss that dude a lot. One day, I really would like to go to Alabama and collect some stuff, but. Got to get through the warehouse build first. All things fish. Hashtag rainbow. Yeah. Thanks for the opportunity. A pleasure to tune in as always. Rainy day here in Guam. Michael's getting wet in Guam. Breeding is pleasure. You know it. Boom, boom in the fish room. If only. Three times equals world peace. It does. And golazo. We'll do a mini quiet little golazo there for you, Mike. Just just a little taste. (laughs) Hope you're doing well hope island fever isn't too bad for you (laughs) i've never been out to an island for any length of time i've been to catalina islands and stuff but um never long enough to experience island fever although i have experienced cabin fever for sure okay scrolling here to look for the next one sorry chat be jumping. Swamp Thing, have you ever kept American flagfish? Why, indeed I have, Swamp Thing. Um, in fact, I've got one of my earliest videos on YouTube about breeding and raising fish is a very detailed video on um, flag fish. So it takes you through the whole process. But yeah, I've kept a lot of them, bred and raised, literally hundreds of them, and I love them. I think they're fantastic. Now, when I keep them, I kind of keep them by themselves. They can be a, yeah, they have a bit of an attitude. They like to nip at things. So you can keep them with other fish, but you have to be selective, nothing with long fins, nothing real slow and always have a plan B available. So the way I did it is I would just keep a large group of them in an aquarium. And that way they were always displaying and having little territorial disputes and spawning and stuff. And so they were interesting to watch, even though I kind of kept them as a species only tank just because they can be a little pugnacious. Rico Stan, you look less fuzzy in more ways than one this week. That's right. I found my face. Um, We started interviews for the positions we're hiring here at Dan's Fish uh, last week. And we've got a few more this week. And I, I just wanted to demonstrate a little professionalism and shave (laughs) you know (laughs) for those not that I feel like you have to shave to be professional Rico Stan for sure (laughs) not you man keep it growing but um yeah I just wanted to not look like a haggard mess so because I was like when I grow a beard it ain't pretty it's just something that appears on my face because I'm busy I don't groom it or trim it or anything so I wanted to take care of that so I did find my face and uh yeah here it is (laughs) <laughs> Rico Stan I really enjoyed your live stream featuring Kaler's Aquatics um, it, was, it was nice to learn about Bob the person um, you know I know Bob the fish keeper and I know Bob the person a little bit but there were some stories there I hadn't heard yet so it was, it was fun Peeps Law Sheep I imagine the shiners are no good with shrimp I would say that the shiners are kind of the same with shrimp as say danios. Um, and by danios I don't mean like celestial pearl danios but like you know zebra danios or something like that giant danios something like that. So um, you might be able to get away with it but they're definitely going to hunt down uh, shrimp especially ones they can fit in their mouths. Yeah. I like large and mono shrimp maybe that might be okay. But little Caridina and Neocaridina I think that they would probably get picked off. You know, if you had a ton of plants and rock work and stuff, you might get a little colony going, but it would be an uphill battle is is my thought. I've never tried it, but those quick fish with um, kind of a mob killer instincts, like one picks at something, they all go pick at something. Yeah. Shrimp usually don't do well in those situations. Now, I'm happy to be corrected. If anyone here is like, nope, I keep rainbow shiners with my cherry shrimp or my crystal red shrimp or whatever, have done it for years, they get along great, then please correct me because I'm just speculating. I've never tried it. Dave's aquarium thoughts. Deep thoughts about aquariums with Dave. Can you keep rainbow shiners with sunfish in a breeding group or both? Um, I think most sunfish are going to see the rainbow shiners as a tasty snack. When the sunfish get bigger, but maybe with some of the smaller species of sunfish, the dwarfs, and I don't mean like Okie Finoki and stuff. Um, I mean like I don't know, little dollar sunfish, black banded sunfish, um, species that don't get too well. Dollars might get big enough. I'm not sure. So maybe some of the smaller ones, yeah. Now, can you keep a full grown sunfish of the larger species, like a megalotus, uh, long ear sunfish, or uh, pumpkin seed or something like that with them. Maybe, but I think the odds are that the Rainbow Shiners will be tasty snacks for them. Skippers and is reminding folks to make it at Dan's Fish when they ask a question so it becomes bright orange like his comment right here, so it's easy for me to find as I scroll through the chat. Thank you, Skippers, for doing that, and thanks to the rest of my mods as well for being here. Appreciate what you do. Um, Yeah, I just... (laughs) Every week, I'm shocked that people show up to mod for free. So thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a huge help. Very much appreciated. Okay. Well, with that, we've reached 211 viewers. So let's go ahead and do this giveaway. So this is for some Rainbow Shiners. Um, And the winner is... Oh, I hit the wrong button. (laughs) The winner is bob purcell bob purcell you have won a group of rainbow shiners so if you would chime in let us know you're here just leave a comment then you will be official you've got about a minute and a half to do that and while we're waiting for bob i'll get the next question alexandria rodriguez best food for peacock gudgeon fry they don't seem interested in first bites baby brine shrimp yeah now hang on how big were those little buggers excuse me. Mm. Okay. Bob Purcell just chimed in. Bob is here. So Bob, send me an email, Dan at dancefish.com, And, um, I will send you a small box of rainbow shiners on, um, on Monday, since I'm caught up now, I can do that on Monday back to Alexandria Rodriguez. And then we'll get to giveaway number two. So, um, I'm, I'm struggling to remember right now, Alexandria, it's been a few years since I've bred them, probably two years. I cannot remember off the top of my head if the babies were big enough to take baby brine shrimp or not, or if I had to do infusoria for them. But I think they were big enough to take baby brine shrimp right when they were free swimming. So they're probably not going to eat first bites. They're probably gonna need something alive and moving. So my suggestion would be get some brine shrimp eggs, hatch them out and feed them live ones. I think that'll work for you. I have a video on breeding and raising them um, on the channel somewhere. And if you watch that, it takes you through the process. And in that video, I'll talk about the first foods. I just can't off the top of my head remember if it was baby brine shrimp or something else, green water or infusoria, but I think it was baby brine shrimp. Orange cones, you are not finished with the Shipping Olympics. Where are my 200 CPDs? <laughs> I've got to get some in first. Yeah, CPDs, man. Got to get another batch in. I'm sold out right now. Okay, so let's go to the next giveaway, which is... Oh, well, let's, let's show you. For those that joined later, um, we have five more giveaways. So Josh from Just One More Sh- uh, Fish... Um, He is making this shrimp food, which he calls shrimp lollies, and he's giving away five packs of those tonight. Um, We'll sprinkle them throughout the live stream. And part of why he's doing that is in the hope that he can get some feedback and see if they work well for people. He's been using them, he likes them, his shrimp like them, but you never know. Someone else has different water parameters. Maybe the thing disintegrates quicker in acidic water than basic water or whatever. There's all kinds of things. So, sending them out for a little test is a good idea. So, um, if you would like to win some of Josh's shrimp lollies, then to do that, we will enter. Go Josh, go. Jeez, if I could type. I told you I'm tired. So the hashtag for the shrimp lollies is Go Josh Go. G-O-J-O-S-H-G-O. So um, if you do win them, this is not required, but it would be appreciated if you could, after you use them, email Josh and let him know what you thought. Just give him some feedback so he knows... um, if they're working for everyone or if something could be improved or, or whatever, just give him some some uh, useful feedback so he can understand how well the product is doing. Jeff Rose saying, hi, what's up y'all? Hey, Jeff Rose, great to see you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Dragon layer, the Cahaba one, he hasn't seen in person, so can't say, okay, fair enough, fair enough. But one day Dragon layer, I'm getting Alabama, We're getting our waiting boots on, and we're going. We're getting some shiners. (laughs) Beastart, rejoin the Fishbeard Army. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've become a turncoat. I shaved my face. Found my face. John Cox, we have 200. Yep. Yep, yep. We got to it. S- Shrestha. Sorry I'm late. Didn't even give any notification. That's weird. No way of going to miss your show. I'm going to miss your show, but cheers. Well, thanks so much. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for making it. And it might be my fault there wasn't a a notification because it's been busy. And so I didn't even get the show built until like after five o'clock this evening. So I don't know if that had something to do with it. Usually I'm built way before that. But I was just glad I could get it built at all. I I thought today might be one of those days where seven o'clock and I just start a live stream out of nowhere, like without pre-building it. It's been crazy. But I was able to get a little bit, get enough built that we could have it ready to go. Rico, Stan, thanks so much. Love to interview you someday, too. Yeah, Rico, I'd be happy to do that. Send me an email, dan at dansfish.com, and we'll get that set up. Okay, Michael Milliere. what would you say is your proudest accomplishment in fish keeping as a hobbyist? Well, I honestly think it's, this is gonna be a little weird. Normally the answer would be like, you know, I I found a source for this fish and brought them in and was able to spread them out in the United States. And there's a little bit of that that I can tell you about, or I wanted this fish for years. I finally got it, and I finally bred it. And I was the first in the United States to breed it and crack that code and and share that information so now others can breed it and enjoy it too. Things like that. But really, the thing that I think I'm most proud of, honestly, this is gonna um, straddle the line between hobbyist and business. But it's uh, but I I did this while I was a hobbyist, and it's the impact on shipping fish. So. The, the thing I'm most proud of is I think we're having an actual impact on improving shipping in the hobby that enough people have seen the videos and, and understand there is a better way to ship fish or saw something that helped and, and mixed it into their style of shipping. I'm not saying my style is the only way to do it, but I, I know that there's been lots of people helped, um, by the shipping information that I've put out there. And so that's the thing I'm most proud of, because honestly that's a part of the hobby in the industry that is just abysmal. Like the idea that the bar that is said is that the fish get to you and they're still breathing. And if that happens, it's like, yes, you know, that that's abysmal. The bar should be the fish came. Great. They're breathing. Of course, like, we would expect that, and they're healthy and they look good and, and and they should last. So, that's that's the thing I'm most proud of. Um, a couple other things I'm proud of, though, um, more as a business than a hobbyist, is one is being able to bring in pure lines of some rare fish and get them out there for people to breed and distribute in the USA. So. There's a lot of fish that are highly, highly endangered in the wild. Their habitats are are being just absolutely demolished. And, you know, a lot of times we hear, wait, people are getting fish from the wild and bringing them in. That's going to deplete the wild populations and all that. And in very rare instances, that can be true for freshwater aquarium fish. But in the freshwater aquarium fish world, usually what it is, is habitat destruction or the introduction of uh, non-native species into a habitat which prey on or outcompete the native species things like that. So there's a couple one is uh, bringing in Chilotherinus centeniensis which is um, a rainbow fish that is just very endangered it's it's tenuous in the wild its its habitat is just being destroyed um, another one is bringing in some of the wild rice fish that are in peril as well, um, along with Melanotania classioensis, which is uh, a fish that comes from a very restricted, tiny little habitat. And so all it's going to take is one catastrophe and they're going to be wiped out. So being able to bring stuff like that in, um, get it healthy and distribute it to people who are now breeding them, um, the rice fish, some folks have eggs, Um, A lot of the rainbows, folks have babies and are raising them up. So I'm I'm pretty proud of that, too. So I guess those are the things that I'm most proud of as a hobbyist slash slash businessman. I I like Rachel O'Leary's description. She calls herself a professional hobbyist. That's kind of how I look at it. Oh, one thing about shipping that I did want to mention is there. I saw a comment. It was a very fleeting comment once and then things were busy and I didn't find it again that someone got an avatar angelfish from me and that the bottom fin was short or something. <clears throat> I can't remember exactly, but it seemed like they weren't happy with the angelfish. So if that was you, would you send me an email? Dan at dancefish.com. dot um, because I, I tried to find it later and I couldn't find the comment. But if that was you, whoever that was, would you just send me an email so that I can figure out what's going on and, and make it right for you? I don't want anyone to be unhappy with the fish that they buy from me. Uh, Days Aquarium Thought says, thanks. Well, hey, you're very welcome. Days Aquarium Thoughts throwing down $2. Can you keep rainbow shiners and sunfish and breed? Um, oh, yeah, I already answered that, I think, and... Totally didn't see that there was a super chat. So thanks for the super chat. Dave's Aquarium Thoughts. Much appreciated. Never required. But it does make the wife super happy. Gary Duncan, could you please suggest a six foot to, oh, <laughs> inch, six inch to eight inch cichlid that doesn't dig or eat plants that will go with eba, keyholes, angels, and Garamis. Thank you, sir. I can't. Um, I can't think of a cichlid. That, that that is that big that wouldn't dig through plants. The the only cichlids that I could think of that wouldn't dig are either so small that even if they dig, they're not going to have a big impact. Something like an African butterfly cichlid or an epistogram or something like that, maybe a Bolivian ram. They'll dig a little bit, but it's not going to destroy a whole scape usually. It's more like sifting. But besides those are would be things like... Um, like sardine cichlids from Lake Tanganyika, because they're a midwater water to, to top-water swimmer. They really n- never go down and dig. Um, stuff like that. But I don't know. I guess the biggest ones, the jumbo species, might get to six inches or so. So that might be something to look into. Now, when I think planted aquarium, I don't necessarily think Lake Tanganyika cichlids, but... <clears throat> They, they might do well for you. They like hard alkaline water, um, but most of the United States has that. So that might be something, Gary, to look into. And Bob Steenfot from Steenfot Aquatics has several videos where he's showing his population and, and breeding them and stuff. Um, man, it's been a long time since I've seen him, but I think I have that right. So that might be something to look at. So the the sardine cichlids are cyprochromus. Is that C-Y? Cyprochromus. See if I spelled that right so I can show you what I'm talking about. Here they are. They're really pretty midwater species. And um, they don't get too big, but there is like a cyprochromus species. Is it leptosoma? I'm not sure which one that is a jumbo. It's called jumbo. And that one might get six, eight inches. I'm not really sure. I've never kept the jumbo. So not a ton of help, but the best I got for you off the top of my head. Ari Sampson, my baby bluegill ate 12 shiners that were nearly as big as he was. I'd be terrified to put shiners in with sunfish after that. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. I mean, sunfish are kind of adapted specifically to snack on fish like that. So yeah, <laughs> Heather Bodie Smith, can you give quarries any veggies or anything else? <clears throat> sure. It's not going to hurt them. I frequently feed my quarries and other fish, um, like algae wafers and things like that. Absolutely. Now, I do occasionally blanch some zucchini and put it in a tank and I will see Cory's up there kind of on it. I don't know how much they're actually eating it versus maybe probing into it, hoping to find a worm or something, <coughs> excuse me, a worm or something like that. So I can't attest to them like actually eating, you know, real whole vegetables or not. But they definitely get up there and explore it. And it looks like they're eating, but they might just be, like I said, digging and trying to get in there and see if they can get a worm out of whatever this is, right? But algae wafers and stuff like that, absolutely. Um, Rapache that has veggies in it, if you mix some soil and green and with your rapashi, it's fine for them. Some, some veggies are good. So remember, even though <coughs> there's a lot of fish that we never give veggies. But any fish that's a carnivore, and quarries tend to do that, they're going to want to eat little crustaceans and little worms and stuff, um, little bits of protein basically down in the substrate. But those things that they're eating eat algae and eat all kinds of vegetable matter. So even carnivorous fish need veggies because when they eat their prey, they get their veggies from the gut or the stomach of their prey. So it's not like they need tons of it, but it does not hurt at all to give them some veggies. And spirulina uh, is the the algae that's in most of the algae wafers and things. If you get a good quality one, if you don't, it might just be (laughs) alfalfa and peas or something like that. But actual spirulina, it doesn't have a cell wall, that algae, and so it's very easy to digest and from, from my understanding, from hearing a lecture about it, at the Aquarium Veterinarian Conference, there was a, a series on nutrition. Even carnivorous fish can benefit from spirulina. I wouldn't make it their main diet, but but yeah, sure, mix it in. Jackson Tax, I suspect my vampire shrimp would be safe, so would bamboo, but both are quite large. Yeah, so that's answering the question of um, if... Rainbow shiners can go with shrimp. Yeah, the, the big old species, I think so. But usually when people ask that question, they're talking about caridina and neocaridina. But yeah, Jackson tax, that's another one. I was thinking full grown a mono shrimp. But yeah, big vampire shrimp or bamboo shrimp or something like that might be just fine. Cool. Oh, you know what? Let's get to another giveaway. So let's give away the first of these shrimp lollies so we're going to give away a pack of shrimp lollies from just one more fish with josh josh thanks again for providing those and the winner is dave's aquarium thoughts so you put down two dollars you get a pack of shrimp lollies that's how it works here dave <laughs> so dave let us know you're here and um you'll have one and then we'll move on So while we're waiting for Dave, because there's a little lag on all this technology stuff, let's get to the next one. Gold Nugget Pleco Tetra, how much is shipping to New Jersey? Um, Before I get to that, Dave's Aquarium Thoughts chimed in. Woohoo! I won something. Yes, indeed you did. So Dave, if you would email me, dan at danfish.com and just say, hey, this is so-and-so. I'm Dave's Aquarium Thoughts on YouTube. So if your real name is different than your username, I can figure out who I'm talking to, then I'll send that off to Josh and and you guys can figure out the shipping. So congrats, Dave's Aquarium Thoughts. So winner number one, Dave's Aquarium Thoughts. I gotta write this down or I will forget. Especially with the state my brain is in right now. I am tired. Okay, so let's do that. And I might even set, I'm gonna set my alarm here so I don't forget to do that again in a little bit. So, just give me one second. Otherwise, we'll get to the end of the stream and we'll have like four to give away all at once and that can become a, a bit of a mess. And my poor mods, they'll, they'll be shouting at me the whole stream going, hey, don't forget! And I just want not to see the comments because I'll be so far behind, so I set a little reminder there. How much, Gold Nugget Pleco Tetra asks, is shipping to New Jersey? If you're asking about me, if you bought fish from dancefish.com, um, it's it's standard prices, so I can ship up to six fish. This is overnight shipping with UPS uh, for $29.50, up to 15 fish for $34.50, and up to 22 fish for um Thirty-nine fifty. Now, sometimes people buy um, so many that I have to send like a large wholesale box, and then and then all bets are off. Then what I do is just go ahead and pay for the shipping at checkout, and often. When I put them all in a single box, I can save some money on shipping. So if that happens, then I'll just refund you whatever you overpaid in shipping. But those three sizes are those prices. And those are the ones I kind of have nailed into the website. Jerry Serple Morris, I can't find watering spikes locally. Um, capped off one inch PVC pipe work for breeding bristle nose. Just as well, or should I order water spikes online? So if you're talking about the common bristle nose, uh, not like a, any kind of specific species or anything like that, but just the common bristle nose, they'll breed in anything, Jerry. They'll crack a flower pot in half and lay it in there. They'll breed in that. They'll breed in a coconut hut. They'll breed in the corner of the tank. Um, so as long as they can fit in it, okay, they're not very picky. Now they might prefer if they had a, a water spike or a, a cave um, that was you know squished down a bit or something like that. But common bristle nose in my experience, they'll breed in a bear aquarium pretty much. So I think you'll be okay. In uh, as far as one inch, it just depends on the size of the bristle nose. If you have like a big bull bristle nose that's full grown and chunky and has a massive bush on his face. You might need to go a little bigger than an inch. So I would just gauge that by the size of your fish, depending on, on where they're at in their growth cycle. Oh, man. I just got to all the Joe, Go Josh goes, so I am way behind. Hey, Bunny Viper. Good to see you. Danny Weshy. Just got some Bumblebee Gobies and out. Um, and out them in my brackish tank. Okay, just got some bubble gobies in your brackish tank. Any tips on them at all? The main thing, I would say, how, how big of a tank? Not sure how big the tank is, but they might need more room than you think. I wouldn't squeeze them into a tiny little tank. Um, not massive, but you know, like a 20 long would be great. A 20 gallon is probably fine. 10 gallon, if it's got enough... Decorations and stuff like that. But they do need to be able to, the males especially, claim little territories. And they aren't necessarily super vicious to each other. But if you have, let's say you have two males in a small tank without a lot of decorations and things like that. One male is just going to get super stressed because the other male is constantly dominating it. And so it's just going to eventually get skinny and get unhealthy and die on you. So I would just make sure there's decorations and things, line of sight blocks, little areas where they can each kind of create their own territory and yeah, they'll see each other and interact occasionally, but it's not like constant line of sight. Um, And they each have a place to claim and call their own. Uh, Not, I don't even want to say they're as bad as like a typical cichlid or anything like that. But if you think of them as cichlids, then that might help get the point across. Besides that, Meaty foods—they're gonna like bloodworms. They're gonna like brine shrimp. Um, they're gonna like live foods. You can train them to eat pellets, but it takes patience. And um, they are little predators, so they like they like meat in their diet. So if you're having trouble getting them to feed, try some live. Try some frozen. Get them fat and sassy before you try to convert them to pellets. That's the other thing. Often they come in pretty skinny, so. I would just give them whatever they want at first until they get their weight back before you try to convert them. Orange cones. I keep a recurring alarm on my cell phone. Yeah. Yep. I know what you mean. There's certain situations that that really helps. Like when I'm cooking something or like bedtime, I set a series of alarms so I can be like, Hey kids, time for bed the alarm goes off and I know I have to tell them again because you know it can take a few times <laughs> skippers aquariums the madagascar rainbows spawned on my sponge filter awesome I'm glad they're doing well for you that's great that's great so I guess you did have some did you end up with just the one female or did did you end up with more females curious what that turned out to be grb aquatics is, hasn't been receiving any notifications for a few weeks Huh. I'm definitely not an expert on the mysterious inner workings of YouTube, so I, I don't really know what's going on there. Ginger Graves. Hey, Ginger. It's great to see you, lady. I hope you're doing well. Glad you're around. Tara Green, what kind of puffer can you keep in a community tank with other fish? There's two, Amazon puffers are the ones I'm most familiar with, but Congo spotted puffers you should be able to do that with. Now, I don't know if I could recommend it because I don't have experience with it and I've heard horror stories, but I did have someone, was it last week or the week before that said that they're keeping, um, was it just green spot puffers maybe? Or figure eight puffers, something like that. In with community fish and that they're getting along great so uh, you know you can do anything but the ones that i think would be naturally inclined to that would be amazon puffers and uh Shodeni puffers which is the congo spotted puffers now i do have a group of amazon puffers they're um fat and sassy and ready to go i've just been too busy with fish shipping olympics to list them and stuff but i'll be doing that uh tomorrow or friday probably now When they came in, their tails were little nubs. Like, I don't know why. Maybe they kept them all in a small tank at the wholesaler and they kind of got aggro a little bit on each other and nipped each other's tails because they didn't like that situation, something like that. So um, I've been holding on to them for, oh, six weeks now, five weeks, something like that. Uh, They've been through the deworming and everything, but I wanted to wait till the tails had grown back enough to start selling them. So you might notice on some of them, depending on which one I get you, that, that the tail might not be all the way there yet. Maybe it's only halfway grown or something. But trust me, it's much better than it was, and it's, it's going in the right direction. So they're, they're healthy enough and stuff to sell now. Um, when I got them, the tails were a mess, though. They were infected and just down to nubs. Some of them I was real concerned about because some of them were down to the caudal peduncle, it looked like. Um, and that can be really bad, but I'm happy to report that they're growing back. They've settled just, it's going to take a little while for some of them, for their tails to become, grow back to the point where you can't see that there was ever anything wrong with them. So that's where we're at with that. Bluegrass Aquatics. What would you stock in a 40 gallon breeder? Thailand biotope. I'd probably do, so I'm a little strange in that I like lots of one kind of fish in a tank. I, I typically don't like ones and twos and all that. So I'd probably do a large group of some kind of rasbora, like a small rasbora. It might be a kind of pork chop or harlequin rasbora. Um, what is that? I forget the scientific name. So with a T. Forget the genus. Trigono-naster, ah, uh, now I have to look. Um, yeah, oh, close. Trigonostigma. yeah, okay. So, you know, these are small and beautiful and peaceful. It's hard to go wrong with this genus. Um, there's lots of other small, colorful rasbores. So, maybe something like that. Is, is what I would look into. Could be a kind of Danio too, though. So I'm gonna go with the Rasboras. I mean, I, I might put in some like, uh, one of the smaller Asian catfish or something like that for the bottom. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the Rasboras i like them in a big group and a 40 gallon i think they look really really nice jeffrey watts you move position no more green hair oh there you go there's a sword plant up there now it's it's probably because i trimmed these plants and they're they're still not growing back yet they're, they're getting there they're starting to sprout out new leaves and recover from the lawn mower that i put them through <laughs> you know what I did want to mention, um, I guess that there's enough new people watching that not everyone knows that we, in order to build the new warehouse and all that, um, we were seeking investment and there's still a little bit of money left to raise. We're pretty darn close. But I had someone reach out to me, I think last week saying, oh man, I didn't know you we're accepting investors. And so it made me realize, man, I haven't talked about that in a long time. So if you're new and you like Dan's Fish and what we're doing, um, we are building a a large warehouse to scale this operation up. And in order to afford to do that, I am accepting investment. Um, So basically, you pay a portion of money, you own a portion of the company is kind of how that works out. Pretty simple. So um, if that's something that interests you, send me an email, dan at dancefish.com. And we can talk. There's not a lot left to raise, but there is a little bit left if folks are interested. So just thought I'd say that because it's been forever, apparently, because, uh, yeah, folks didn't know. And, and so, well, I got to tell the people, I guess. And the other thing is we are currently seeking two positions. One would be a COO, Chief, o- Chief Operations. I can't even talk. Just a second. Chief operations officer. I mean, I'm going to call the chief fish happiness officer, but the person that makes sure that the fish are taken care of well and that the shipping processes are done in such a way that um, a customer never receives a sick fish. That's that's basically the job description. Just making sure that customers get healthy fish and that fish are treated properly Um, from from when they come into the importer until they leave the facility. So that's that's. Number one. Number two is a CMO, a chief marketing officer, someone to um, help spread the word, let people know about Dance Fish, create the content that we need for social media, manage all the spends as we grow, manage the team that creates all the marketing materials and things like that. So those are two positions we're looking for. Um, we have some people that we're pretty excited about, but we would like to get more applications just because this is a very important time where this is the founding team and we wanna make sure that we get really top tier people in because those are the people that are gonna become the leaders in the company as we grow and set the culture and set the tone for the company from here on out. It's a very important decision. So we have some people we're excited about. So if, um, if you're like, hey, wait a minute, we interviewed, I thought I did good or whatever. Me saying we're hiring and, and want more applications is no reflection on anyone that's already submitted or interviewed. Um, it's just that the larger pool we can get, the better chance we have of finding the best possible candidate. So if you're interested in perhaps coming to work at Dan's Fish, send me an email. Actually, don't send me an email. Sorry. Send me a cover letter and resume to dan at and then we'll go from there. All right. The lone Aquarist. How are you not wholesaling to Aquarium Co-op's new urban fish warehouse? You guys seem to have similar business and customer values. Well, I do appreciate Corey quite a bit. Um, I I like what he's doing for the industry. I I like how transparent he is. Um, And yeah, I appreciate what the Aquarium Co-op does. Um, But I don't sell wholesale. So that's probably why. If I did, he would be my first call. Well, Robert, anyway, would be my first call. But I don't sell wholesale, so. Orange Cones, I love how you have freely shared the info on shipping means you are in it for the fish and the customers. I I, I do try to keep that in the forefront of my mind, that what's best for the customer, what's best for the fish. It's tempting sometimes to say what's most most profitable, but but I honestly think that if the focus is what's good for the fish, what's good for the customer, and usually what's good for the fish is good for the customer because then they get a healthy fish, right? Um, If I focus on that, I actually think in the long term, it will build a stronger, more profitable business than if I focus on profits. I sincerely believe that. In fact, there was, there was a live stream, I think a couple weeks ago, where um, someone asked, ah, time to do another drawing. We'll do that in a moment. Where someone asked, where can I get a fish that I didn't have in stock at the time? And one of the mods said, oh, this other company has it. And then I got a comment later that was, um, mods recommending other sellers. What a horrible way to run business or something like that. And it just hit me like a rock that that person that left that comment didn't get it. It, it isn't that old model of, we have these secrets and we keep them and no one else can have them because then our entire competitive advantage will be destroyed and you know we, we never recommend anyone else. We, that, that kind of fear-based operation, that's not what we're trying to do at all. If we really do try to do what's best for the, the fish and best for the customer, then if we don't have something in that the customer wants at the moment, and we know someone else does, we should recommend that they go somewhere else, right? We should say, I don't have it, but this person does. And that's exactly what the mod did. And, and that's totally fine with me. I think taking care of your customers long-term pays off more than fear-based profit engineering, I guess. So um, so thanks for the comment. And um, yeah, I guess, yeah, I think, I just think that, I think it's the right thing to do, but in a way, I guess it is selfish because, in the end, I think it'll be the better. I think that'll be the business that wins in the end. If there, I mean, it's not a zero sum game either because if we're all doing that for each other and doing good, then we grow the industry as a whole, and so we can all take part. But yeah, I don't have a problem recommending like Steenfot Aquatics or Imperial Tropicals or you know places that I truly think are doing a good job. That's not a problem. Phoebe at Jeffro's Fishkeeping, the better half. That's what it should be. <laughs> the better half of Jeffro's Fishkeeping. Hey, guys, don't mind the baby face. Not everyone can rock the no beard. That's right. <laughs> My dad used to say, God only made a few perfect heads. The rest he covered with hair. <laughs> Same with faces, I suppose. <laughs> Mainly bettas. That is an awesome answer. There are many people like me here in Maine that can only get fish other than the most common Petco's stuff says junk online through shipping. So we need people like you. Well, you've got me and you've got, there's, I feel like there's a whole generation rising, um, that is going to, uh, do fish and do it in a way that is humane and good for the fish and good for the customer and therefore good for the industry at large. So, um, once you experience it or once you've as the buyer once you experience it you start to expect it right but as the seller once you experience it and the feedback you're getting is these are awesome this is amazing hey they're all alive thank you as opposed to okay our ordered six three are dead refund all my money and 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 you get this contentious relationship with your customers. If you're a seller and you, and you do it, what I call right. And you delight your customers. That's a whole different ball game, man. Why wouldn't you want that in your life? That kind of feeling and energy. Um, so yeah, I think that once sellers experience it and once customers experience it, then on both sides, it's just going to kind of snowball. It's going to take some time. I mean, we're, We're small right now, right? 12,000 subscribers, um, maybe a couple thousand viewers on every live stream. Um, But, you know, big things start small. So we're working on it. All right. Enough, like, enough patting my own back, I guess. Keith Hanshaw. Oh, we got to do the drawing. Get to you, Keith, if it doesn't jump too far while we do this giveaway. So the next winner of some shrimp lollies, a shrimp food made by Just One More Fish by Josh in his very own home and sent to you is Jocelyn Cook. Jocelyn, you have won some shrimp lollies from Just One More Fish with Josh. So let us know you're here, leave a comment, and we'll get those to you. Well, that glass is woefully out of liquid. There we go. While we're waiting for Josh, Josh, Jocelyn. let what was the next one? Keith. Keith Anshaw. I got fish from four different vendors this last couple of weeks, and yours came in the warmest. Kudos and thanks again. Hey, you're welcome. I'm glad they did well for you. Um, now, hopefully, warmest doesn't mean too warm. <laughs> There, there are times when I'm like, oh, did I just put too many e packs in there? It's definitely a, it's a game of skill, but also a game of chance. It's as much a craft as an art, I guess, because there's a, there's some guesswork. But so far, so good. Jocelyn Cook says, I am here. Well, congratulations. So send me an email, jocelyn at dan at dansfish.com. Let me know who you are, as well as your username on YouTube, and um, I'll get you over to Josh for some shipping arrangements. Josh Cook. Okay. Three more of those to give away. So if you haven't won yet, don't worry. There's three more chances to win some shrimp food from... From Josh, Cichlids23, throwing down five bucks and saying, keep it up. Hey, thanks for the super chat. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Okay. Let's see here. Candy Overhauls is posting my email, so you know how to get a hold of me. One thing, your centeniensis produced eggs for me the day I got them, as you know. Got a couple dozen growing up now. Awesome, that's that's awesome. I And there's other folks that are raising the uh, classioensis. Um, I was able to distribute some Pseudomugil reticulatus, and some folks have got eggs from those already. So, it feels good, man. Because there's some fish that you only see pictures of in books or in Amazonas magazine, right? And when we can actually get them in and get them out and get folks breeding them. Uh, I can't wait for the day when I can, when Pseudomugil reticulatus is something that's just available in the hobby, right? Such a neat little fish. So beautiful. Bluegrass Aquatics, what fish would, I already got that one. Kevin Leong, got fish from LRB and love his shrimp. Yes, LRB, Lucas Bretz, good guy. They were in the mail for five days, but alive. Whew, haven't colored up yet either, unfortunately. Did come in alive, though oranges were not very active. Well, five days, that's a while in the mail. Kevin, my best I, best wishes to you. I hope they do well for you. Um, I think that no matter what happens, I think Lucas will take care of you. I've never ordered from Lucas, but I've followed him for a long time. I think he, you know, tries to do things right, and... I've never heard of a customer that that had a bad experience with him or that he didn't make it right if, if something went wrong. So I think you're going to be good. VB23, where is Mile High Pleco's gone? Um, I think he was here last live stream or the week before. He pops in every now and then. He's a busy guy. Um, yeah, I... I don't know, I guess I can't share any details because that's that's his prerogative, but um he's got a lot going on. Yeah, he's a busy dude. All right, Dave Foster throwing down five bucks. Well thanks for the super chat. Always appreciated, never required, but it really does help. Do you think a twenty long is too small of an aquarium for a group of hillstream loaches? Species only tank. No, I think a 20-long would be great. Yeah. Get some flow in there. Maybe do the whole manifold river system. I don't know, but yeah, you can get a lot of them in a 20 walk. Not a lot, like not like a hundred or anything like that, but you could, if it's well established and going and filtered and maintained properly, I think you could Hillstream loaches. I think you could get like a dozen in there without any problem. I love Hillstream loaches and I know I don't sell them. They're they're hard to catch. It's, that's really what it is. I just don't like catching them. <laughs> T-Shot. I have a pair of electric blue acara. Boom! And I caught them twirling around each other, and they ended up locking lips. Bought them together four months ago. Is this aggression or breeding? Thanks, Dan. Well, with cichlids, aggression and breeding are kind of the same thing a lot of times. So that's very probably, if indeed it's a pair, if it's a pair, it's very probably... Uh, breeding behavior that is one of the things they do as they pair up and establish their their bond I guess Um, now if it's two males it's probably not it's probably a combative behavior so it just depends now if it's a male and female it could be combative as well but that I would not be surprised if you had a male and female and they start doing that and then that's part of the process they're going through as they pair off that's that's pretty normal with fish like that Hey, I just saw that Vinoski's here. Good to see you. Okay. <laughs> Gators Aquatics. Did you write me down as winning the discus? <laughs> if it's written down, it must be true, right? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, we're about to jump, boom, there it goes. I can tell, like, now that I've done this for a while, chat goes, and then it just freezes for a second, and I'm like, oh, it's thinking, and then it goes, and jumps on me. So, the first one I can see after the jump, and I'm sorry if this cuts anybody off, is Skipper's Aquarium saying, just one female, wish there was two. Oh, just one female, the Madagascar rainbows. Man, I'm sorry about that. I actually tried to get you uh, more females. I knew you wanted to spawn them. I did a bad job and that folks is why I usually don't guarantee (laughs) sex like not the best is sexing a lot of fish especially when well like okay so if you were like over here in person and we were looking at the tank and you're like hey I like those get me a pair and we had like an hour to like catch fish and geek out and stuff it would be easier but when I've got whole batch of shipments I've got to catch in a day and I put the net in that water and all their fins clamp and they start darting around to get away from the net right then it's like man that's hard to sex them. Net goes in they aren't just sitting there with their fins all flared out like look at me I'm a boy or look at me I'm a girl right. Net goes in all that ends they're like don't catch me they're off their fins are down and then it makes it a little hard to sex them. Um, On those ones I thought that the males had the red and the females didn't, but maybe I'm mistaken. I, apparently females, or apparently males can can lack the red on Madagascar rainbows. T-Shot, I have a pair of electric blue, car, oh, got that one already. Nathan L, so I guess a note. Um, so folks, if you would refrain from posting the same question or comment unless chat jumps and cuts you off it would be appreciated just it's just more work for the mods and honestly posting it multiple times does not get me to your question or comment any faster i just scroll down in order so if um and and i'm not calling you out in t-shot by any means um but just it just popped in my head that the 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 easier we can make things for the mods the better because they're they're volunteering Let's make it easy for the volunteers, right? So um, just post your question or comment once, and if it jumps on me and then you get cut off, then go ahead and post it again, and I'll try to get back to it. Nathan L.Y., or is that Lee or Lie? I don't know. Anything to go with Rocket Killies in a 20 long? Yeah, so many options. So like the thing that pops to mind immediately would be a dwarf species of Corydora. Um, Pygmaeus, hebrosus Hastatus, something like that. Little quarries that stay on the bottom or kind of towards the bottom, right? That would be awesome. So those rocket quarries are going to be at the top, or more or less in the mid-water to top range, and the quarries will be on the bottom to kind of a few inches above the bottom range, and, and you can have the tank looking really good that way, and they're both small You can get large numbers of each in there since they're so small and they're not going to bother each other at all. So that's what I would say. That's the first thing that pops in my mind. And there's lots of other stuff you could do too. Um, uh, Shrimp would be awesome in there with them. Uh, Lots of options. Celestial Pearl Danios might be a good option. They like to hang kind of, not necessarily on the bottom, but they like to stick to either substrate or rocks or logs, they don't like to be out in the open very much. So they're probably not going to bother each other. Yeah, just, those are some thoughts. Andrew Purr, how would you go about putting all your tanks on a new racks when they are going in the same place as current tanks? Okay, let me digest this. So Andrew Purr has some racks. Oh, okay, so you've got tanks. That you have set up, and you want to put racks there. How would you go about that? Well, Andrew, it's hard to answer that in the most useful way without knowing one thing, and that is, um, are the tanks you currently have set up going on the new rack? Or are they completely differently shaped and going somewhere else? So if I'm going to assume that the tanks that you have set up you're going to put a rack there and then put those tanks on the rack. That's what I'm going with. I don't know, but that's what I'm going to assume. If that's the case, um, I would get the racks built and assembled and everything so that there's as little time as possible when this happens. About a day or two before I did that, I would clean the the aquarium well, and I'm not saying sterilize it and destroy your cycle or anything, but um, I would get as many organics out of the gravel and the filters and things as I could, because if you do what I'm about to tell you and your filters and gravel and things are full of decaying fish poop and other organics, then you could get an ammonia spike real quick. Things could go south real quick. So get organics out, make sure the tank is nice and clean um, a couple days before you do this. So you've done that two days later, next day, something like that. I would drain the water down to as low as you need to, to move the tank. Maybe that's a couple inches of water left on the bottom. I don't know how big these tanks are. Move the tanks from where they are, put your rack in, move the tank right back up and fill it with water. Now, before I did this, the other thing I would do is when I was getting the organics out of the tank a couple days before the move or the transition, I would get a big container of water I don't know, like a big plastic garbage can, something like that. Fill it with water and put an air stone in it and just have it gassing off and aging. So you're not putting a whole bunch of fresh tap water in your tank. So drain the tank down, move it, put the rack in and everything, put the tank back in and then fill it with that aged tap water. And if you you can do that fairly quickly, then you're probably not going to have a problem. The other thing you can do is you can take your filters and put them in that container of aged tap water that's bubbling and gassing off right before you go to drain the water down. So they're still running. So you don't get like this big die off in there. What happens with filters and things is they get full of bacteria and other organisms that need oxygen. Your nitrifying bacteria need a lot of oxygen. If you cut the flow to them, then suddenly you create a fairly stagnant situation where you have all these organisms that need a lot of oxygen. Suddenly there's not nearly as much oxygen because there's not fresh water flowing through all the time, bringing fresh oxygen to them and they start to die off in large numbers. And that can be how you lose a cycle or you get an ammonia spike or anything because you're just killing off all these microorganisms. So those are my thoughts about it. And I think that hopefully that's helpful. And those same principles could apply whether you're going to put the new tanks on the rack or not, as far as just keeping things alive and not shocking the system as much when you're moving tanks around. So that's what I'm going to go with. Um, Okay. We're going to get to the next drawing because we've got three more. So if you would like to win some of Just One More Fish's shrimp lollies, these are homemade shrimp food that Josh makes himself and feeds to his shrimp and would like to send out to other people to try so they can see if they're good or not and let him know, send him some feedback after they try them. Um, Then you enter hashtag, what is it, Go Josh Go. And we're gonna draw winner number three of five. So after this, there'll be two more opportunities to win. And the winner is Sam McMichael. Sam McMichael, you have won some shrimp lollies. So if you would let us know that you're here, just leave a message in chat and we'll get going. All Things Fish timestamp, 745. Oh, that's not too bad. That is not too bad. It's only 25 minutes behind. Yeah, that's not even close to six months, Candy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how we roll. Hopefully that's good for... It. I, I do sometimes wonder if that turns people off that I'm so far behind in the chat, but It's just my style. I want to just go through, talk to people, and we won't, you know, we just won't be able to get to everyone. There's not enough time, but hopefully it works for people the way we're doing it. Okay. Kaylor's Aquatics asking, are those work from home positions? So the positions we're hiring for here at Dan's Fish are not. Um, You would actually have to move to Wyoming to take part in that. So it's a good question, Kaylor. Kaylor's Aquatics, nope. They're definitely on-site positions. It's, yeah, yeah, you've got to be there at that stage. Now we might grow to the point where there are some positions that could be done remotely, like, you know, I don't know. I can think of several things. Customer service. Maybe uh, we take off pictures and then email them to someone who does the editing and posting and all that. Like there are some things that could be done at a distance, but not the founding positions. Priscilla MK. Hello. Hey, Priscilla. I sent your fish off today, so they should come in tomorrow. Yeah. Lurking while eating dinner. Excited for my fish tomorrow. Yeah. I tried to get you... A mixed sex trio. Um, but Like I told you, I'm fairly bad at sexing those, so <laughs> let me know. <laughs> let me know how I did. Sam McMichael has not replied, so we're going to pick a different number three winner. I'm sorry, Sam, but if you're not here, you can't win. So the I, let me just scroll down, actually, and make sure I didn't miss something, because I'd hate it. No, it would show up here. Okay, so never mind. The winner instead is Bill Beshofsky. Bill Beshofsky, you have won some shrimp food, shrimp lollies, made by Josh from Just One More Fish with Josh. So send me a comment here and let me know you're here, and I'll send those to you. Or no, <laughs> Josh will send them to you. Let's see here. How's this? S Shreza, looks like you were not checking me in your user list, dude. I see a lot of people not checked. I need to use those. Lol what's let's see here. Okay, I know it's a joke, but my tired post-shipping Olympics brain can't process it. Bill is here. Awesome, Bill, I'll get to you in a second. Looks like you were not checking me in your user list, dude. See a lot of people not checked. Shresa, I'm sorry, but my brain is so tired. I bet that's the funniest thing in the world. And like at 3 a.m. This tonight, I'll get it and I'll start cracking up. But right now, I, I just can't comprehend it. I'm sorry. I don't have the bandwidth for humor. <laughs> Tetra, do you still have humpback lumias? I do. I don't have enough to sell, but I've still got my colony going. Bill. Bill has won. So Bill, send me an email. Dan at um, And let me know your username on YouTube and who you are so that I can match the two since they're often different, and I'll get you hooked up with Josh so that you can get sent your shrimp food, Bill Ushawski. So for those that are a little later in joining us, um, we've already given away the um, Rainbow Shiners, and now we're giving away shrimp food from Josh. Oh, and I do want to, for those that came in later, I do want to say that I want to give credit to the picture that was used in the thumbnail for the live stream to my friend Stan... Sorry. To my friend Stan Sung. He took that picture um, of those fish when they were in his tanks. And if you want to learn more about Stan and follow his photos. He's an amazing photographer. He has an Instagram called ultimate fish dream um, that he's part of. So check that out. T-Shot, sorry about posting that question twice. I stepped away from the stream and thought the chat jumped. Always appreciate your advice and help. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome, T-Shot. And by the way, in a case, it's not like a it's not like a, if you ever do that, you're on the, the bad list, the naughty list. It's not that, like you stepped away, you came back, you wouldn't know, so for safety, you reposted it. I totally get it. I, it's not like a shame, shame, you're on the naughty list thing. I just want to put that in people's heads because um, there are a lot of places where that is the way to do it because they're checking at the end, they're checking the latest chat all the time and so to get noticed you kind of have to repeat because if they don't see it there at the end they're not going to see it at all i just wanted to let people know how we do it here so they don't feel like they need to skippers according says no political talk in here yeah for sure this is a reprise from all the politics going on especially today (laughs) mitchell not michelle okay i want to make sure mitchell broom i'm putting around five eggs I'm pulling around five eggs every three or so days from Pseudomilgo reticulatus I got from you. That is so exciting, man. Oh, can't wait. Are they doing okay? Are they? Do they seem viable or, or do you have trouble with them fungusing? Um, I would imagine from what I saw that they're pretty hardy eggs, but I, I could be wrong. Um, just curious how they're doing for you. I mean, there are some species that their eggs are just so hard to keep alive. They fungus so much. Anyone here that's tried to breed and raise blue galaris, you probably know what I'm talking about. But I'm hoping that the reticulatus have nice hardy eggs because I'd love to get them out in the hobby. Keith Anshaw, can I order just male peacock gudgeons? My dang pleco ate the only one I just got. Wow. Yeah, if you order, I can sex peacock gudgeons. No problem. So just leave a note it check out saying, I want a male and I'll do that for you. Um, as far as the pleco eating them, I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't happen. It could totally happen. Like, I don't know how big your pleco is or anything, but usually I think when we see a pleco eating a fish, it's probably a fish that's recently passed away. I, I generally don't see plecos like actually eating a live fish. So it might not have killed it. It might've just passed away and Pleco's like, oh, protein. And and the only reason I say that is because, like, if we see a Pleco munching on the fish and we think the Pleco killed the fish, then we might think that's what's happening when what it could be is there could be a problem with the fish, in which case we just need to be aware of that so we keep an eye on it um, so we catch something. If there's something going on in the tank, we can catch it early, right? So that's the only reason I say that. I would hate for someone to be like, oh, Plutko killed it, and then not even test their parameters. Um, And then a lot more fish die because for some reason there's an ammonia spike going or something like that, right? Priscilla MK, saw mile high Plutko's yesterday. He's good. Trevor Mikey, hope you're doing good, brother, if you can hear me. Crystal Coffin, pancakes are definitely hard to catch. Yes. (laughs) I'm so far behind Crystal that... I'm missing the wit and humor that I'm sure drove that comment. Josh, I added free shipping for the shrimp lollies. However, the Get Gills page now says I have free shipping on Rapashi and won't let me change it. Any suggestions? Yeah, um, let, me, let me walk you through that real quick. So, go to your product groups, click on your group details what I bet you'll find if you click on your free shipping group details is that that product is here, right? You've added it to that group. And so you probably have the Rapashi under the free shipping group without, without realizing it, right? So that's probably the problem. So this is like, what's this group? This is my regular shipping these are all the things that will show up as shipping that way if you go to your free shipping and you see your list of things that ship free and Rapachi's on there then that's the reason because it's in the free shipping group that's my guess let me know josh if you're like oh, tried that that's not the issue and uh, if you send us an email we'll get you sorted out i'll get jonathan on it if i can't figure it out and jonathan always knows <laughs> given some time and research okay we gotta draw another one okay for some shrimp food let's draw the next winner there this is the pan ultimate winner Audrey Sampson, Audrey, you have won some shrimp food, shrimp lollies from Just One More Fish with Josh. So if you would let us know that you're here so you can claim your winnings, then we'll take it from there. All Things Fish saying the time is now 8 o'clock. Are you all caught up? Thanks for the reminder. (laughs) I'll cut up on chat. No, never. Cut up on the giveaways. I think we're in okay shape. Bottom Dweller Aquatics. Vince Sydney Laura was timed out by Candy. Don't give the mods a hard time, folks. They they're volunteers. Like don't make mods freely giving their time and energy and expertise. Help things be good. Don't make their life hard. That's no way to live. Bottom dollar aquatics. I tested my TDS for the first time today. 549 ppm in the tank and all water parameters are normal. TDS from the well, 270-ish ppm. Shrimp all seemed fine and just got shipped in. Should I worry? Well, bottom dollar aquatics, TDS is one of those measurements that um, doesn't tell you anything specific. It just... It basically tells you here's what's in the water that isn't water, so any kind of solid, right, that's in here. So that could be calcium, it could be magnesium, could be phosphorus, could be any of that stuff. Um, it could be it's a fish poop. It could it's anything that's solid that's in the water. So I don't know what parameter you're actually worried about. But if it's carbonate hardness or GH or KH or something like that, one of the common ones, then a TDS meter really isn't gonna tell you what that is. It's just gonna tell you, hey, there's stuff in your water. Maybe it's stuff you want. Like I have very soft water, but when I ship, I add salt. To the shipping water to help the fish through the shipping process. If you tested my water, and this happens every now and then, where I get an email from someone, they're like, "Dude, I thought you had soft water. I tested your shipping water, and the TDS is off the charts." It's like, "Yep, but that's just salt. That's just table salt, basically. H what? I can't. Sodium hydrochloride. Oh, I can't even remember right now what the abbreviation is. Right? That's that's all that that is. So." I don't know if there's anything wrong or not based on a TDS test. All it tells me is that there is something in your water. Now, if you fertilize your plants, if you use fertilizer, it'll detect that. If you you use salt, it'll detect that, it'll it'll detect anything. So it tells you there's stuff in your water, but it doesn't tell you what, and based on what's in there is how you know if you need to worry or not. So I'm not quite sure. Kids Aquatics, do you have female blue, blue steel epistos? I might, Kaler. Um, I have some that um, might be big enough to take an educated guess on the sex. I wouldn't say that I could guarantee it for sure, but I've got some that are probably females, or I could check and see if there's females. Um, Audrey Sampson says, I'm here. All right, Audrey Sampson, awesome. You are winner number four. Send me an email, dan at dancefish.com. Please do indicate what your YouTube username is, just so I know that it's you if your username is different from your real name, and I'll connect you to Josh so that he can ship you some shrimp food. So, Kayla's Aquatics, I did um, send out four steel blue epistos this week, and when I went to caught them... To, ca- to caught them. Oh, I'm so tired. When I caught them, when I went to catch them, um, there were two obvious males. So I was able to get the guy a couple males and two that I was like, I think those are probably females and sent him those. Females are always harder though, especially when they're smaller, just because um, you know the, the females can always color up into males. They might be immature males. So unless they've got like the bright yellow female coloration It's kind of hard for me to be sure because they're still fairly small. All things fish. When you get the warehouse running, do you plan on offering any inverts or are you sticking to fish? Um, For now, just fish. I mean, we might do some caridina or neocaridina or something a little bit, but I don't plan on doing that for quite a while. We're going to do just fish, get that, make sure that's rock solid, and then maybe I'll start thinking about some other stuff. But... Not from, not at the beginning, for sure. Beast Heart, yellow, white clouds. Have you seen them for sale? Yeah, I've got some for sale. So if you go to dancefish.com, I think they're still on there, right? Let's take a little trip here. Um, I think I've got white clouds. Let's see. You know what? Here's an easier way. <laughs> We're gonna do it the easy way. <laughs> yeah, there's 50 of them available right now. Golden white clouds. So if you want some, I've got some. There's other folks that might have them too, but I don't know. Wait. Is it Tiffany White that has them? I think actually, I think Tiffany White has long fin white clouds. I can't remember if she has yellow white clouds or not. Steve Fletcher, sorry to keep asking. Chat jumped. No worries. Yeah, if chat jumps. Go ahead. And if you're not sure, go ahead. Again, it's not like a hard and fast thing. I just like if you're worried about it, by all means, leave a. Uh, I'll leave another comment or question i just don't want people to think that they have to ask again and again and again just to get attention stephen fletcher sorry to keep asking duh, 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 duh. what do you think a ph of 8 to 8.4 would be a problem nope for store by quarries nope i can't think of any freshwater fish that would be a problem for unless you're trying to breed them that's the only thing that norm could see that would cause mine to randomly die off no i'm i've kept lots of store by quarries if ph is around that range um, used to work at a, a large company that had very hard water, very alkaline water. I'm right in that range. Perfect for like Lake Tanganyika. And kept all kinds of quarries in there, including stir pH usually is not a problem. Alicia and AS, do you plan to do an unboxing vid for future Nigerian shipment? Yes and no. Would I like to? Yes. Do I hope to? Yes. Do I know if I can? No. Um, if a shipment comes in and there's been a delay at all or the fish are in any kind of distress or anything I'm not going to do a video because my priority in that instance is going to be oh let's take care of these fish let's get them out of distress as quickly as we can and and try to uh, help them recover from this I don't want them in the bag a minute longer than they need to be however If there's someone else here that can film while I do that, then I'm happy to do it. So it just kind of depends on how the shipment goes, if they're in good shape or not, and um, if I have someone to help me or not. Because I have to kind of judge if doing that is going to be harmful to the fish or not. Kevin Leong, suggestion for 340 breeder rack. I have two 40s, two 20s, but not a ton of space in my bedroom, so I want a rack that of uh, 40s and 20s. I mean, my favorite way to do racks is to just custom build them out of two by fours. Um, you can see how to do that with the dado cuts at Ted Judy's Fish Room. I've got some videos on building racks, and like my little kids are helping do it. It's it's a little scary to think oh man what if something goes wrong or anything like that but it doesn't take long i mean my kids learn to do it so you can do it just uh that's how i would do it because then you can make them any size that you want you don't have to rely on oh what's the model from home depot or whatever that will be right and oh they'll only fit long ways i wanted them this way so that's my suggestion just uh watch a few videos till you get your confidence up and then make them out of two by fours it's probably not the answer you were looking for but so pops in my head all right we're gonna do the last giveaway here ginger graves all right ginger yes that makes me happy ginger has uh, been an og customer just a really good customer of mine for a long time an amazing member of the fish fam and um as you all know has had some like unexpected health issues and and stuff happened recently so I've been thinking about you a lot Ginger hoping you're okay so that is that makes my heart happy that Ginger won congratulations Ginger cheers so Ginger just for formality's sake if you would send me an email dan at dancefish.com I will uh, get you in touch with Josh so he can send you some free fish food And with that, folks, we have reached the time when we have to end all this fun madness. So thanks for being here. I appreciate you all. Thanks to my mods for doing what they do every week. I appreciate you guys. Thanks to everyone that left a super chat. Always appreciated. Never required. But every little bit does help. Um, All the comments and questions and activity in the chat. I appreciate you guys being here and being lively. Everyone out there lurking. Hail the Lurker Nation. And you on the replay, I hope one day you can get here live, but I get that life's busy. That's what replays are for. Glad you could catch it after the fact. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. Yep, that's it. I'll see you next Wednesday, same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, have a good one.